there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I hope that the content of each episode brings you hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways. The Special Needs Parenting Village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. Please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account, and let's keep this conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and review or share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in to season two of Living the Sky Life. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Living the Sky Life. Today, I am excited to have two guests, a pair of brothers, um, the Rodriguez brothers, are joining me today. Uh, Jose Rodriguez Jr. is the founder and CEO of Tassium. Jose started this business venture in his junior year of high school at the age of 16, taking all of the newly found knowledge in his entrepreneurship from the NFTE course he took. He was able to win the 2020 NFTE National Business Plan Competition, becoming the first person from not only Rhode Island, but the entire New England region to win this prestigious award. We get into a little bit more details about the award and the company he started in the episode. As a big brother to an autistic person, Jose has experienced firsthand the difficulties his brother, Joel, faces. Joel Rodriguez is the inspiration for the company Tassium. Being autistic, Joel faces many day-to-day challenges. Although Joel has some unique barriers, he doesn't let that define him. Joel appreciates that his older brother has dedicated his life to creating a business in honor of Joel. Joel works hard every day and is an aspiring coder, taking advanced computer science classes taught at his high school. In Joel's spare time, he likes to play video games and go to the park with his family, where he and his brother practice their trick shots on the basketball court. Please enjoy my conversation with the Rodriguez brothers. So welcome back to Living the Sky Life. Um, I have the honor and privilege today of having two brothers on the podcast, Jose and Joel Rodriguez. Um, So welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, thank you for having us. Glad to be here. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I was introduced to you guys through my People magazine. I'm a regular People subscriber, and there was an article about the both of you in there, and I was so moved by the story. Um, and the company that you started, um, Jose. So we will get into that. But first, I kind of want to talk a little bit about autism and the impact that it's had on both of you. Um, so Jose, if you want to start, just kind of what it's been like growing up with autism in your family. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning, um, you could, I, I always could tell that he was a little different than everyone else. Um, but, you know, I'm so young and we're only, I think, seven, eight months apart, maybe, no, I'm lying, maybe like 14 months apart. Yeah. But, um, as a kid, you know, he's just my brother. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, I treated him as a brother would, you know, like a normal person. We always, I didn't change the way I acted or, you know, I didn't like, uh, it sounds bad, but at, at the beginning, I didn't really cater to him in any different way. Uh, yeah. We would still fight like brothers. We would still argue. We would have a bunch of disagreements, but um, we also did everything together. You know, we, we tied our shoes for the first time, walked to the barbershop, all that stuff. Um, so, you know, growing up, um, as I got older and as, you know, I became more aware of uh, the condition Joel has, I then, you know, made it my mission to uh, kind of make his day-to-day life easier every single day. 
whether that was, you know, teaching him sarcasm or catching social cues, um, things, things of that nature that, um, you know, he kind of struggles in uh, to, to, to make sure that we can close the gap as small as possible because right. he has a lot to offer regardless of his condition. And we don't want his condition to overshadow um, kind of his, you know, his, his uh, ability to, you know, to, to love on people and to, mm -hmm. to show them what, what he's capable of. So that was, that's what autism was, uh, that's the effect it's had on me. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, we're all unique in our own way. So you're right. I think the, it's good parenting, I think from your mom and, um, and your family that you guys treat each other as if there is no differences because that's the best way, you know, you don't want to, um, kind of hobble your brother growing up and, and like do everything for him so he doesn't have any independence. So Joelle, we're talking about you. I'd rather talk to you. So um so Joelle, um what has the experience growing up with your brother and just in the world um with Asperger's do you when you got to a certain age, did you tell people that you had Asperger's or do you only bring it up when it's necessary? Um Uh, that's, a that's okay for me because there were some times where um I did tell them and like like a little bit off the bat and other times where or when they asked if I had had Asperger's or, or autism mm -hmm. have you guys always been in the same school system together um, we kind of we we moved a lot um I think we've been to a total of like 11 different schools yeah, oh, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we've been to a, a bunch of different schools. The good thing, though, is that for the majority of our life, we've been in the same school. Yeah. So uh, it's probably been like two or three years all together where we haven't been in the same school. Um, mm -hmm. So I was kind of there to to guide him and break the ice when it comes to like the un, you know, the 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 like kind of not under not 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 understanding what what was the word I'm looking for. The unknown. The unknown. Yeah, yeah. Things that he did that are new to like the ritual and the routine of his everyday life kind of um, I think makes him a little uncomfortable at first. So helping him, you know, break the ice and meet new people. And then from there he just takes it and he runs. Once he's comfortable, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Then he shows them who Joel really is. Well, since you guys are so close in age, uh, you're 17 and Joel is 16, right? Do you guys yeah. have the same friend circle? Do you all hang around with the same same people? Um, I, when we were younger, probably. Um, I think as we got older, we have our own friend circles. But yeah. uh, it's kind of, it's cool because then it kind of gives me insight on like, more like of like who he is because, you know, your friends are who you, who you hang around. So <laughs> letting him, you know, choose his own friends and kind of, um, you know, also like if I see something that's that's wrong, you know pointing that out as well. But um, I think he, he does a good job with your friends, right, Joe? You like your yeah. friends? Yeah. yeah, yeah, your friends are cool. You're always gonna have your big brother overlooking everything though. <laughs> That's gonna be for the rest of your life. Always watching out for you. Oh, goodness. Well, um, so Joel, do you guys have a favorite activity or a favorite, or Joel, do you have a favorite place that you like to go or a favorite activity that you like to do um, alone or with your brother or with your friends? Um, I actually have like a, like two different favorite activities. First is when I'm alone and I play a video games on my PlayStation. 
And when I'm with friends or my brother, I'm, I'm playing outside at, at the nearest blacktop up near my old school. Nice. Uh, we end up I'm trying to do trick shots, kind of like dude perfect <laughs> minus or dude average. <laughs> dude average. I like that. That's a new phrase for me. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what you were telling me a little bit before we started um, recording that you really like um, computer programming and things like that. Is that kind of your favorite subjects in school? Is it math and anything like numbers? Yeah, it's, it's math and um, computer or programming. Yeah. Although I was also good in science. Yeah. Do you have any idea what you want to do for a career someday? Um, I'd say probably either code a game or be a gamer. Or since they're both technically in the same field set. Yeah. Nice. Since, like if you can't get one, you can get the other one. Yeah. They connect think, for sure. I think the really cool thing about coding, uh, and now I'm glad, you know, he kind of got into it, um, is that, you know, coding is, is really hard to do and it, it requires like strong memory and his memory is the best in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> he really he anything. Yeah. He, he recites, you know, TV shows we watched when we were like two. So, um, I think that, uh, co computer science and coding and, you know, I've received texts and emails from his teachers saying that like, he's the bomb and we, we give him, we put him in the classes and the groups with the struggling people because he helps lift them up. So um, I think computer science is really, uh, he's taking and it also, around with it, like I said. I also yeah. exceeded expectations in computer science. Oh yeah. That's great. It sounds like you're a mentor too. So that's even better. I love that. Well, um, Jose, I, I mean, kind of based on one of the reasons we're talking is that you're quite an entrepreneur. Is that where you kind of want to lead your career life is businesses yeah. and entrepreneur programs and all things like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think right now my my focus is set on like Tassium and trying to scale this to the moon, become like the Nike for the special needs community. Uh, I think that's the goal. Um, you know, right now we're starting with like uh, t-shirts, but eventually we want to get into hoodies, sweatpants, accessories, all that good stuff, and everything be fidget infused, and then eventually branch off into other special needs uh, categories like Down syndrome and all different types of um, special needs, um, and be able to create something that helps them in their day-to-day -day lives. I think yeah. ultimately it's a start because I'm so um, informed on it, and I and I know what what works and what doesn't. And if I, if I don't know what works or what doesn't, I have a perfect, you know, someone who could test it for me and help yeah. me create this too. So, yeah, well, let's go back a little bit. So, um, you create, you mentioned the company that you created, um, Tassium. And yeah. so let's go all the way back to kind of how that started, um, that you were involved in a entrepreneurship program at your school. Is that your high school? Yeah, I just graduated. So, yeah. And so, so yeah, congratulations. So tell us a little bit about that. Like you had to come up with an idea for a business and, and then how far you've taken it and the awards you've won and the accolades. That's incredible to me. So yeah, share that. So, um, it really, the beginning, beginning started in driver's ed, which is sounds crazy, but um, <laughs> I took a driver's ed class that was taught by the entrepreneurship, the E360 teacher, her name's Jody. And she taught the class, uh, the, the driver's ed class as well at uh, the Met. 
uh, my high school. And um, at the time I was entering 11th grade, I was a rising junior and I was starting to feel the pressure of graduation and not knowing what you wanna do when you go to college. Do I even wanna go to college? You know, what route am I gonna take? I don't have that much time. All these, all these things going through my head. And um, we developed a relationship through driver's ed, you know, and I was, you know, cause I was really trying to get my license. So I was just asking a bunch of questions uh, and, and making sure that I was paying attention, uh, being attentive in class. Um, and then I, and then we ended up talking about like career paths. She's like, what do you want to do? And um, I was kind of, you know, I was just really, I was, I was undecided, you know? And um, I let her know that. And I said, but I did really want to try, you know, E360, the, the entrepreneurship class. Honestly, it caught my eye freshman year when, when I heard about it. Yeah, so uh, freshman year, you have to take like just one day class um, at E3, at the Entrepreneurship Center, the E-Center uh, at the Met. And they kind of just, you know, let you know that like business is in everything, literally everything. Like to, to make this table that my computer's on is took somebody to, you know, to make the wood, to then, you know, um, to, to then paint the wood, to then take the legs and mm -hmm. put the in it. You know, a company is Isn't in it metal and the bolts first. Exactly. First, then the table. Yeah, yeah. So there's so there's businesses um, in every little thing uh, that's around us. Um, and so so freshman year caught my eye, but it's really hard to get into. You know, they take ninety to hundred applications a year and only accept thirty six. So um, you know that is really hard when you're a freshman. And then I also was interested in different things like teaching and um, you know. I like to work with the elderly back then. Um, so I was, um, like I said, I was just trying a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And eventually I came to entrepreneurship and she said, you know what, apply. So I was like, awesome, I'm gonna apply. And I looked at the application and the, one of the first questions was, what is your business? I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but that, that shocked me. I should have seen it coming from a mile away because it's a business class. Yeah. But um, yeah, it caught me off guard. And, I knew I wanted to do clothing, but um, so I just I just wrote down like clothing. I made up some name and I was like, yeah, I'll do clothing. And then Jody came to me and she was like, what is so special about your clothing brand? Like we have Nike, Tommy Hilfiger, you know, all these different huge uh, clothing brands. How do you plan to scale that? And then she was like, that's that's it's really difficult to get into that, you know, that field and um, and and be amongst the best. So, you know, go back to the drawing board and, and you got to come up with it with a different twist or just differentiate yourself. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. So um, that's, you know, throughout my entire autism, I mean, throughout my entire uh, MET career, I've always sprinkled in like autism related projects just because it helped me develop a better understanding and then accounted for school. And I was interested in, so uh, it was, a, it was a best of both worlds. And that is when I decided, you know what, I'm going to make a clothing company that is in honor of Joelle, who has autism. So yeah, so I, um, I took the word autism and I scrambled it because mm -hmm. I really had no idea what to come up with the name. So I was like, all right, might as well. Really, this was just for a class. I didn't plan for, to have it after the class. Um, I kind of just, you know, was like, why not create something in honor of my brother? And then at the same time, he can help with ideas for designs and, you know, different things like that. So us being so close, I thought it would be a great way to bond as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that is 
<clears throat> then, then I kind of thought about, I took a second to think before I submitted my application. And I was like, man, it gotta be more than just uh, a t-shirt that supports autism. I want to do something that can help his day-to-day -day life. As I said, that's been my goal growing up. Hello, can you hear me? Yep, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, so as I said, that's been like my entire goal growing up was just to make his day-to-day -day life easier. And um, this wasn't gonna change when I decided to make a company uh, in honor of him. So yeah. that is when I thought back to one of my previous um, autism projects. Uh, I, I created a pamphlet on how to best help children with autism in the classroom setting. And, oh, one of the, and on the top of that list was fidget toys. And um, Joel used fidget toys. Uh, prior to using fidget toys, he used to fidget with his fingers. So like, um, I know fidgeting was, was uh, definitely like something that can help calm him down. And then after doing research, you know, it helps sharpen focus and reduce the stress and anxiety all at the same time. <laughs> so the, um, to me, I was like, oh, we have to, you know, find a way to in integrate this into the clothing. And uh, that's when we created fidget infused apparel um, geared towards people with autism, ADHD. But honestly, fidget toys helps everyone. Yeah, uh, especially those with anxiety and um exactly. yeah it's that's like, why the market's so big <laughs> with yeah. fidget toys i i honestly there be some fidget toys that i really enjoy and i'm like man i it helps it just helps me you know kind of redirect my attention back to to whatever i'm trying to focus on um i don't know how it works i mean i i do know how it works but i just i think it's a, an amazing you know tool for success for everyone especially for people with autism and adhd so, so that's how, how it's like our origin story, pretty long. Uh, yeah, well, so how do the um, fidgets attach to the t-shirts and are they interchangeable? Yeah, so um, they are interchangeable. I have, so what, what I did was I put a grommet on the shirt and I got, a, uh, so I got a carbonara, a carbonara clip and um, I put it through the, through the, um, the grommet and then, you know, just get fidget toys that that are able to you know be attached to the carbonara clip and that is how we got it to to be attached you can you know take it off you can change it because i know especially for for people with autism they often get fixated on like a toy or two that are just their favorites and then after a while they kind of find a different toy that they really enjoy so i didn't want it i didn't want to be that company that forces you to buy a new shirt every single time you want to, you know, get a new fidget toy. Yeah. Um, and that that's why I, I made it that, to be interchangeable. That's to smart. Kind of, Parents will love yeah. that. <laughs> Definitely. And coming from, from like a household that wasn't, we wasn't the, the richest family, you know? So I definitely know the, the struggles of like, have like losing a fidget toy or, or not being able to find it and then boom, you got to get another one. Thankfully for us, the schools provided us with like fidget toys, but for families that, that weren't provided by uh, the school with their fidget toys, like I could only imagine how you know tedious that can be. So um, I kind of also wanted to to cater to the families as well in a way. That's nice and, of you. Well, so it was clearly a hit with your entrepreneurship program in your school, and then you submitted your incredible idea to the Youth National Entrepreneurship Challenge. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that, like? Who can, is that national or is that 
obviously it's national because it's in the title, but I mean, is it um, high schools all around the country that have entrepreneurship programs and they submit, they choose one student or can anyone apply? Yeah. So um, I, I believe, so the, the NIFTY class, uh, the NIFTY is just the acronym for, for the national, um, for the, I forgot the name, but you said it. <laughs> so um, the, the NIFTY class is the, is the entrepreneurship class I took at the Met. It just, they provide like the curriculum and the, the tools to, um, and they like the, the information to, to give, to teach the students. So um, there's a bunch of classes all over the, the country, um, even all over the world, because it was via Zoom this last year in 2020, um, it actually wasn't only national, but it was global. Wow. And yeah, the, I, I believe anyone can join. Um, anyone can, I don't think you have to be a part of the Nifty class. You just need like an idea. And yeah, so um, it started off the way the Met does it because we have so many, um, so many people taking the Nifty class. We have this thing called a fish tank because it's not yet a shark tank. Right. So um, we have like, three to four judges and everybody has their seven minute pitch um, with their slide deck and they go and they present and the judges decide the three best candidates to be enrolled in the national or you know the global entrepreneurship challenge. Um, thankfully, I was, I was one of the three. And um, after that, you, you, you are thrown into the regional challenge. So you submit, you submit like a video because it was via Zoom. Um, it changes, sometimes it's live. Uh, but when I was doing it, it was a video um, of your pitch and you're competing against like 20,000 or more people, you know? So I didn't go like with the mindset of I'm a crush it, I'm a win. I kind of went in the mindset was I have a great idea. I have nothing to lose. Let's just see where it goes. And that's, um, that, that's, that's the mindset I went into it with. And, uh, I actually won first place in regionals. So from 20,000, it went from 20,000 to 30 overnight. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Uh, so 20,000 to 30. And then once you win regionals, you're into the national competition. So the first round of nationals uh, cuts it down from 30 to 15. And then the second round goes from 15 to three. And then from three to one. So they're just chopping in half, like, the whole entire time so you had to um, present what multiple times then in each round you had to continue to present to new judges yeah new judges um and you were you had to present um it was the same amount of time uh and you couldn't you couldn't change your slides uh there was there was a bunch of different rules um i did sometimes i changed my words because uh you know as the competition rose um you know you kind of want to give them more information to kind of put yourself over the top of the mm -hmm. competition, just solidifying my idea and, and my, and my, uh, my slides. And yeah. So you were the big winner of the youth national entrepreneurship challenge. And you, mm -hmm. if I read this correctly, you won $12,000 and a four year yes. scholarship to Babson college, which is the number one business school in the country. Is that right? That, that is correct, um, but me winning, like the, the prize for winning was the, the $12,000. It wasn't necessarily the scholarship. Okay. Um, yeah, at, at Babson, um, Babson, like, I, like you said, is the number one business school in the country. So I 100% wanted to apply there. And I was looking at their scholarships and one of them is a Nifty scholarship. 
and you know all it required was um kind of in a resume format what what have what has been your work with nifty so you know i was like oh i just won the 2020 <laughs> national competition hopefully i get the scholarship yeah <laughs> and and i won the scholarship so that's so awesome um did i read correctly that you use some of the prize money to um build your website and to to make your website a little bit more professional or whatever from from what you had yeah, yeah um when i first had my website it was really bland because you know i'm not a website i was like ah, we got it we gotta up this so so me and my brother we went on like a photo shoot Aww. can you hear me yep yeah, me and my brother, we went on a photo shoot um, with a photographer and I paid a website designer to clean it up. We also took the prize money to patent um, our our idea, you know, get some intellectual property. Uh, we applied for like trademarks and, and things of that nature uh, just to secure our, our idea and make sure, you know, no, if anyone wants to, to get this idea, they have to come through us. <laughs> yeah, just, nice. Well, I will definitely link up the website to um, Tassium um, on my show notes. But um, so, you know, what are your plans for the future besides attending Babson College uh, personally and with um, Tassium? Like, do you have big plans to grow it even more or to add other products to the line? A hundred percent. I have so many ideas. It's not even funny. I think <laughs> a notebook near my bed Cause at night, you know, my mind just starts running and I'm like, Oh, we could do this. We can do that. <laughs> and um, I, I don't want to forget it. Uh, just right now, it's not feasible to, to kind of expand past a t-shirt, but very, very soon um, come actually this coming fall, I plan on having at least uh, hoodies just to add to the collection. But over time, like I said, we want to be the Nike of the special needs community. Aww. not just or That's ADHD. incredible. I love that. Yeah, so we definitely want to expand to every piece of clothing you could think of, every piece of accessory you can think of, and all of it be fidget infused, because that is what makes our company special, is we are fidget infused, and we don't want to, you know, we don't want to kind of forget our roots and just become like a, just a normal clothing company. Thought of putting other, other words and other uh, phrases on the clothing instead of just tassium, tassium. Um, yeah. Yeah, we have a bunch of different like design ideas. Uh -huh. um, like we want to have a polo shirt. We want to have a, you know, a hoodie with like the name. I don't want to give, I don't want to say too much. Yeah, so, definitely we, don't. But, <laughs> uh, we, definitely, we definitely have a bunch of different design ideas uh, than just the word Tassia. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited for them to drop. Um, if for, for those who are listening, if you want to, you know, be up to date with with the when we do come out with these different ideas um or if like i was to drop a survey or something like that you just have to subscribe to our newsletter on our website uh that way you can be up to date with all that tassium has going on that's perfect and um follow your instagram account as well um because i of follow course. both of those so um well i guess you know to kind of wrap up um i would love to hear a little bit about what you would like people to know about your amazing brother, Joel. And I'm going to give Joel the opportunity to say the same about you. So what do you want people to know about how incredible and amazing your brother is? Um, I just, I, I want people to know that Joel is the most kind-hearted, loving um, person that I know. He's the most generous and genuine person 
that I know everything that he does is straight from his heart. Um, and I think that's what I love about him the most is that never for a second do I have to ever question, you know, if anything he's doing is like malicious or has bad intent, because everything he does is is genuine and with the um with the like with with the kind heart. So Aww. he's also very smart and funny. Um, and that's a couple of things that some people don't know too, that he's a jokester. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely I definitely love him very much. Aww. So Joel, um, what would you like people to know about Jose? Um, I would like them to know, know that about him, well, uh, not just as like a creator and founder of Tassium, um, but as, as a kind, kind brother who, who helped out his younger brother or through, through day, from day one. Aww. <laughs> he's kind, smart, art, and funny. <laughs> oh, he's, he's been there in my entire life. Aww. So I'd like him to know. I uh, love that. And I, I think I read too that um, your mom is a special education educator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, what have you guys learned from her about supporting and raising awareness for people with special needs? Um, I imagine because of her, you guys also are, are quite an influence on other people about the, the sibling bond. Um, yeah. So what have you guys learned from your mom? I think um, for me, uh, I've I've learned to, especially when we when it was very early on in Joel's life, to to be patient um, because it was so it was so new to us. We we kind of we sometimes we um, we came with the perspective of like you know, like we 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 forgot that sometimes we forget that Joel isn't like everyone else and that he has a different way of thinking and that sometimes you have to be just a little more patient with him um that that way you can you know see see what what he's trying to say or what he what he means when he does certain things um so i think i think that's one big thing that i learned from my mom and i think that that's something that you know new pe people who are new to um autism that's a, that's something very important just to be patient and um Another thing I learned from my mom is just, or just from having a brother with special needs is to, to never judge and to never treat anyone different. You know, I feel like, I feel like personally, I feel like everyone that has a uh, condition or um, uh, that has any type of special needs, they just wanna be treated like everyone else. So um, I definitely go out my way to, to make sure they feel like everyone else and that I'm not, you know, treating them any different than I would, you know, my neighbor. That's sweet. Joelle, have you learned some valuable things from your mom? I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah, I've learned, um, well, like my brother said before, um, patience, and although, oh, um, I actually learned a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, darn, I forgot how I learned patience. You forgot? Yeah. Well, I, it sounds like your family has all been very encouraging and supported you in all the things you're interested in. So I love that. Um, it's mm -hmm. hard for us as parents mm -hmm. to, to really understand what our kids on the spectrum might need or want. Sometimes they're not as verbal as you. So um, just knowing mm -hmm. that you're supported by your entire family with 
your career and your, you know, just anything that you're interested in, I think is so great. It's nice to hear. Yeah. I, I, um, I think we're, we're also blessed that, that he, he know he, he, uh, expresses what, when, when he wants something, when he wants to change or when he doesn't like something. Um, and, and, um, that I think patience comes like, that's another thing, like the, another testament to patience for, for those who don't have, um, the, for those with autism who don't, who aren't able to, to be as verbal, that, that patience really comes, comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a lack of patience sometimes. So <laughs> I definitely <laughs> can understand that it's hard. Um, well, I so appreciate you guys being on the podcast today and sharing a lot about Tassium and your, your incredible bond that the two of you share. So um, I really appreciate it and, and can't thank you enough. Excited to, to hear this in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably laugh out our voices. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.